Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We spoke a little bit about the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And I explained how there was actually a jury trial in 1999, a civil trial, that found that Martin Luther King Jr. was in the was killed as a result of a conspiracy and unlike the jfk case where i really consider myself open-minded and agnostic i do believe that martin luther king jr was killed as a result of of a conspiracy i'm not sure if it's a conspiracy that includes the memphis police the mafia and federal government agencies but honestly it would not shock me it would not shock me so in the last year of his life william pepper who i referenced yesterday he, he wrote in his book that King had plans to move into mainstream politics as a presidential candidate with pediatrician and anti-war activist Dr. Benjamin Spock. You know, it's funny. Years ago, Dr. Spock was it. He was the go-to baby doctor. And I'm not talking about Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Dr. Spock was so popular as a baby expert. He was who everybody talked about it he was he was the guy and he's become for the current generation of of parents so obscure i mentioned him to my wife the a uh, couple of months ago and she didn't know who he was she thought i was talking about the star trek character and dr benjamin spock did subsequently run for either president or vice president i think it was in 1972 but anyway martin luther king was planning to move into presidential politics with Benjamin Spock. And the focus of this King-Spock partnership was going to be to bring people together nationwide, highlighting the importance of an anti-poverty and anti-war agenda that would shift American society from something that was what they would call a thing-oriented society, powered by weapons and machines, to a person-oriented society born out of freedom and equality. It's like I said yesterday, with respect to war, and I think King and Spock were right. How does the average working-class person benefit when your country goes to war? You don't. You don't. So King dreamed of this uh, global society of peace and cooperation, And he envisioned a movement that would activate a deeper consciousness in activism and politics. And his position on the Vietnam War, for instance, was a natural extension of the civil rights struggle. King himself once said, a nation that continues year after year to spend more money on military defense than on programs of social uplift is approaching spiritual doom. Well. King's actions attracted negative attention from a lot of powerful interests. Now, I would imagine some of those powerful interests included the people making money selling those weapons. They were threatened by this unifying and very empowering messages. These interests included politicians, government agents, military contractors, multinational banks, all 
of whom profited lavishly from the war machine. And so it's no wonder that following Martin Luther King, well, you know, the Freedom of Information Act lawsuits and official documents from the House Select Committee on Assassinations revealed a coordinated effort with law enforcement, with the military, and intelligence agencies to tarnish King's reputation as a civil rights activist. They were convinced he was a communist, and the FBI director, J. Edgar Edgar Hoover, had a particular obsession with taking down Martin Luther King and the larger civil rights movement. Following Martin Luther King's speech, Beyond Vietnam, 168 newspapers attacked him. J. Edgar Hoover once told a group of reporters at a Washington news conference that King was, quote, the most notorious liar in the country, close quote. And his efforts intensified after that speech, ordering the wiretapping of Martin Luther King's phone lines, bugging his home, bugging his hotel rooms, and sending informants to infiltrate his inner circle. This is from the uh, New York Times, uh, the article, The Man Who Knew Exactly What the FBI Was Doing to Martin Luther King Jr., what I'm about to read you. Scores of ranking officials and agents at the FBI, dozens of elected officials and several informants embedded in King's inner circles knew what was going on. And none, as far as the public records indicate, blew a whistle on the campaign. That's not the campaign against King, meanwhile. It's not me saying this. That's from the New York Times. So soon after Hoover began his vicious surveillance campaign against King, a blackmail letter was sent to King along with a tape, a tape recording showing him having sex with a woman that was not his wife. This according to uh, Senate investigations in 1970. A draft of the letter was found in the files of William Sullivan, who was head of the FBI's Domestic Intelligence Division. The letter denounced him as, quote, a colossal fraud and a dissolute, abnormal, moral imbecile. Your honorary degrees, your Nobel Prize, what a grim farce, will not save you. You are done. There's only one thing left for you to do, the letter says. You know what it is. There is but one way out. You better take it before your filthy, abnormal, fraudulent self is bared to the nation. I mean, clearly the implication there is they wanted Martin Luther King to kill himself. So in 2022, the release of previously secret FBI records revealed how government complicity in the campaign against King reached the highest levels of power. President Lyndon Johnson was briefed weekly by Herbert, by uh, J. Edgar Hoover, regarding their surveillance of King. And unfortunately, the surveillance of activists, especially anti-war activists, is nothing new. Is it really such a stretch to think that there might have been a plot to take him out? I don't think there is. Well, one of the reasons I'm mentioning this today rather than yesterday is because one of the presidential candidates that I actually really like, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who I think is right on a lot of the key issues, he came out yesterday, and I guess maybe he had no choice, but he came out and said something that I thought was a little odd. And 
RFK, who's running as a peace candidate, who's running on some of those same issues that Martin Luther King was actively vocal on, he actually came out and defended the Kennedy administration's wiretap of Martin Luther King Jr. So this was on Sunday. He defended his family's role in authorizing government surveillance of Martin Luther King Jr., calling it a necessary step amidst the political tensions of the civil rights era.